messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials again. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. I'm into running, tennis and basketball, soccer, baseball, racquetball, hurdling, and I need shoes. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, my friend Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. Do you recognize that voice by any chance? Uh, no, I don't. This is a, I just stumbled on this commercial. I was looking for a drop to open the show. I stumbled on this one and suddenly I was like, wait, I know that voice. And I looked a little closer and this is one of our beloved actors when he was quite young in the early 80s. I'm into running, tennis and basketball, soccer, baseball, racquetball, hurdling, and I need shoes. The racquetball sounds a little Chicago-y, but that's the best I've got. Here, what if I directed your attention over here where you can watch the commercial in full? This is for Foot Locker, by the way. We see a Foot Locker employee. He is in his um, usual uniform, which uh, is to say he's dressed up like a referee right. of some sort. Uh, and then a, a customer walks in who's looking, as you heard, for shoes that can fit many different purposes. Can I help you? Maybe. You see, I'm into running, <laughs> tennis and basketball, <laughs> soccer, baseball, racquetball, hurdling, and I need shoes. And I want to look at Adidas, Brooks, Tiger, Puma, Nike, Converse, K-Swiss, Tree Torn, Saucony, New Balance, Superga, Mitre, Diodora, and Pony. What size? And then the customer looks surprised that they can accommodate. Now, would you say that is a bit of a snacky John Goodman? That is wild. That is like a super young, super fit John Goodman with like a David Hasselhoff level hairdo. Can get it, right? I mean, he can get it. Because he's always been like, I know that he's a larger man. but Yeah, like, he's, he's always never had been a, unattractive. Yeah, yeah, he's an attractive man. I mean, now, man. of course, he's, he's, he's quite an old man. Right, But right. like, I never found him to be unattractive at a bigger size, but... Um, that is wild to see him like that, like so young and sort of like styled as as a jock, kind I of mean, a, he's a hunky literally jock. A jock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, also a very difficult customer, I think. I mean, sort of, but Foot Locker they can accommodate. Yeah, like, they're trying to show off that they have all these brands and a little bit there. But like the way he comes in, kind of hot is uh, you can. They even show the the staffer rolling his eyes at the like very um, prescriptive list of all the things he wants to see. I mean, for one thing, if he wants to do all of those sports, why did he even put Converse on the list? I know they have Converse, and that's mm -hmm. what they're trying to show off, but like, no one is going to do those sports in a flat-soled Converse. Is that the only kind of shoe Converse makes, though? The All-Star, I believe? And first of all, Converse All-Stars originally were basketball shoes, of course, and that wasn't... I mean, this is 1981 this commercial was out. I think in the Did 70s. Did people not know that you needed arch supports in the 80s? I don't know, man. I don't know. Does Converse make a shoe that's not the flat sold? I don't know. I don't know. They, they do make, I mean, Converse makes shoes that are not just the All-Stars. Okay. I, I, I'm quite certain of that. Um, I couldn't name them. Um, but anyway, here's the deal. I don't know much about shoes, which makes today's show perfect because it's all <laughs> about shoes. So okay. here, I, I have several things I want to forward promote because I'm excited about a lot in today's show. Let me quickly explain the premise for the main part of the show, but don't let me forget to forward promote something that I am 
dying to tell you yeah about. you really were so excited you went upstairs uh, like i don't know you did some business and then <laughs> i'm a businessman and then suddenly you were so excited about something i don't know what i was happened. shouting like, at you from the top of the stairs i say genevieve yeah. i gotta tell you about something we have to record as soon as possible so that i'll tell you what I'll, I'll leave that there. That is from the BT Dubs segment okay. where I share with you videos that I found on old VHS tapes. Um, that led to a little bit, just a little bit of light internet stalking on okay. my part. And I had a bit of a breakthrough this afternoon. Oh, good. Um, yes, a stalker's breakthrough. Good news, bad news, <laughs> no news. Um, the main part of today's show, oh, we also have uh, some commercials in the news coming up. A, a listener uh, sent us an article. One of the online commercials that we've talked about in the past year or so uh, is now the target of a lawsuit. Oh, I'll explain why. It involves the, um, it involves the band with Fergie Black Eyed Peas. Okay. It involves the Black Eyed Peas. Listeners probably didn't pick up on that, but I was stalling to try to think <laughs> of the name of the band. Um, also dissed Will I Am in the process. Anyway, uh, so that's all fun and that's what's coming up. But we're going to lead today with a segment that is based on sort of a commercials in the news scenario here. I'm going to try to avoid going on a whole rant on today's show because I did this on uh, Too Beautiful to Live this afternoon and, and people who listen to both shows don't need to hear it twice. And I don't want to, I don't want I don't, I just don't want to get all worked up about this again. But I think most listeners will remember when M&M, so I should say Mars Candy, the Mars Corporation or whatever, rebranded some of their M&M's spokes candies right. um, to be more inclusive, to not uh, sex up the female characters too much. They essentially like changed them some footwear. The, famously, the green M&M would wear, who is, a, I guess, a female M&M would yeah. wear like high heels or go-go they boots. They scrubbed the, for a good time, call the green M&M number off of the Mars bathroom wall. <laughs> right, exactly. No more. Lost to history. Yeah. Um, they replaced those shoes with like tennis shoes or whatever, just as a way of saying, hey, not all the female characters have to be like super like, you know, like again. Fun fact, no one ever wanted to fuck someone in tennis shoes. It, I mean, it's just... It was so ridiculous when M&M's did it because I remember saying maybe on this show, certainly on TBTL, that like you don't need to release a press release yeah. to change a cartoon character's shoes a little bit. Like if you wanted to be a little sneaky about it, you could even set uh, one of the commercials on a basketball court and they're all wearing tennis shoes and then just keep them. Or you don't even have to do yeah. that. Like nobody really would have noticed that much. Yeah, no, they wanted the attention. So they released this press release that make them seem like, hey, we're super woke now with just like this corporate nod to inclusion that was pretty disgusting anyway. The right, especially Tucker Carlson, takes the bait. Tucker Carlson doesn't want to fuck the M&Ms anymore. It's a whole thing. Tucker Carlson is basically a professional bait taker. Exactly. And, and a troll. They're all trolling yeah. us and we all fell for it. Well, now the, the big news, that was like, what, a year ago or something. The big news now, of course, knocking on the door of Super Bowl commercial season, M&Ms or the Mars Corporation releaves, releases another big press release saying, oh man, I guess we really accidentally owned the internet or broke the internet. Nice try. Um, and we did. We really wanted to be about inclusion. We weren't. We weren't trying to cause any fuss. So in a in an ode to togetherness, we're ditching our cartoon M and M's characters and we're replacing them with Maya Rudolph, who I think they even said will appear in the first like Super Bowl commercial or something. Like that's the background for today's show. 
I think the whole thing is ridiculous. We shouldn't fall for it. I don't like those M&M's characters, so I'm glad they're gone. I absolutely love Maya Rudolph, so I'm glad she's getting more work. More Maya Rudolph on my TV is a win-win. I shouldn't be upset about this. I just hate the fact that they're like, everybody's manipulating and being manipulated, and I, I don't yeah. want to go in for that. Right. Having, it's a consensual circle jerk, for sure. Exactly. Having said that, we are going to back away from that circle, but we are going to look at... The footwear of various spokes critters okay. across the commercial landscape. Yeah, I'm into yesterday it. Yesterday and today. Okay, <laughs> are you ready for that? Yeah, I'm excited. It's a little segment I like to call Shoo Me the Money. Kevin Bacon did not do all of his own dancing in this movie. <laughs> uh, are you being serious? I'm being serious. I've yeah. never seen Footloose before. And There's some quite acrobatic Exactly. I was watching the video for that Kenny Loggins song you just heard, and it shows clips from the movie, and I've never seen it before. I don't like dance movies. And, um, How can you I, say I don't like dance movies? Because I remember I tried watching that one time because it was like an iconic thing, and then as soon as we got to the first thing where he just starts dancing by himself, it just took me, it just took me out of the movie. Like yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm right or that I'm better than dance movies. It's just like it you always do just think seemed, you're better than dance I don't. Movies, I though. think I'm worse for not enjoying all that pop culture has to offer me, but it just always seems so ridiculous when somebody just starts dancing by themselves in the headlights of their car because they're mad at their dad or something. I guess. I mean, there are some dance movies where it's very silly. Dance movies can range from like very silly to like I think Footloose is at the top of its game in terms of like creating a convincing character who for whom dance is actually like an emotional outlet mm -hmm. you know yeah I tried I, I mean I gave it 10 minutes or something oh, wow. until the, well, I made it to the first then, dance scene then who could fault you I made it to the first dance scene um, like that time we got an email from somebody who said I, I couldn't listen to your show and I'm so mad about what you said on right. your show I was like oh that's okay. an interesting approach um, anyway uh, so let's start with this cartoon critter Chester Cheetah and I'm starting with Chester Cheetah because I immediately, I think, in my head, knew what kind of shoes Chester Cheetah wore. Do you know? I'm not I'm turning this into like, a quiz. Yeah, but I'm picturing like um, sneakers, like basketball shoes. Exactly, like high tops, Yeah. right? In fact, here is a commercial. I don't know how far this... Oh, this is... We're going to start with a more modern example, I think, of, of the modern Chester Cheetah. Of course, when I think of Chester Cheetah... And am I right that it's not it's not Chester the Cheetah, right? No, it's just Chester Cheetah, first name, last name, right? I think so. Yeah. It might be one of those ones that has evolved over mm -hmm. time because he's been their spokes critter for a long time. And he has evolved over yeah. time. You know, I think of him as those very 90s cartoons where he's trying to, I think, steal people's Cheetos. He right. goes, He goes crazy for, what is his expression again? Um, his whole thing is like, he goes, I can't believe I can't even think of it. Doesn't he go... He doesn't go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. No, but he goes that would something be weird. <laughs> Although, who doesn't? Um, anyway, I remember those like kind of very 90s cartoons where he's like... It ain't easy being cheesy. It ain't easy being cheesy. He's flying, and he's flying across the room trying to get 
Cheetos and he hits right. a shovel and it goes boing or whatever. Um, and I always thought of him as like a real jazz cat, you know. I've, sure. I, and I've always said and Cheetos and, was always a stand-in for heroin. It would right, which I thought I was joking about it, but it turns out that's like a Family Guy reference or yeah. something, right? Any hoozles. Um, he's still around today, and I will say he's almost like an aging character. He's yeah. now like this three-dimensional cartoon or animation or something where he interacts with real life people. And in this example, I'm going to play for you, and I'm using this one because his shoes are in it, and you get a decent shot of him. You don't hear his voice, but in a lot of the more modern ones, you hear his voice, and he's got his beard is longer coming off the end of his chin. It's completely white, and his voice isn't just like kind of rough anymore. It's like an it's an older man's voice who's seen some stuff. What if Chester Cheetah is mortal? What if he is? I know that's scary. Like Mr. Peanut, right? More on that later. Anyway, um, so in this commercial, which I have to fully explain because there's very little dialogue, um, you see a construction site, and it looks like they're building kind of just a house. And it's two human beings and Chester Cheetah. And now if you can picture a house being built, you see the entire frame of it, but it's still totally open air, right? But you can see the wooden frame of it, and they have the one thing that's sort of attached is the front door, which I don't think that's how it usually goes when you build a house. I would think that you would get the house built and then... Add the doors, probably. Feels right, yeah. Anyway, um, and Chester Cheetah is sitting next to a boombox, and he's playing music, and the two construction workers who are humans are just sort of dancing. And I said, our lunch break. I'm surprised you could even get through is. this ad. What's Oh, me? <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't 10 minutes long. Um, there, at least there's three of them in a room, and it's not like... It does the dancing doesn't represent something. They're just actually dancing in the movie, if that makes sense. Or in the scene rather. Yes. That's the same as Footloose. But when you're watching like let's say an old timey movie from like the sixties, sure. right? Like a West Side story. You're talking about a musical. Yeah, something like that. It's just like people just jump into this. Like yeah. this is like the storyline of this is these are just normal people and they're taking a break and they're doing some dancing. It fits it fits in it, it's almost what is the word you use when you can say that the music is like diegetic. diegetic? It's like diegetic dancing. You're saying that's more true of like a musical like West Side Story? I'm saying it doesn't bother me in this commercial because that is the plot of it. Whereas sometimes people are just talking, talking, and then they're singing and yeah, dancing. That, that I can understand sort of not uh, bumping you out of it or just not being a, an art form for you. Um, but like... Flashdance and Footloose and Dirty Dancing are all movies where the dancing makes sense within the context. The plot of the, is about dancing. The plot is yeah, about dancing. Yeah. The um the reasons that they dance are fully like integrated into the storytelling. So it's not like it's not it's not fantastical or imaginative that or or whatever. Like they are dancers and that's why they're dancing because the dancing is part of like whatever the story is that's happening. But you know how sometimes, you know, you tell somebody that you're an atheist and then they want to get into a conversation with you about why you're wrong being an atheist. And you're like, listen, I didn't say that trying to convince you out of your religion. And I'm not asking you to convince me out of my atheism. Like, we can all coexist. I've seen the bumper stickers. And in this case, you're the dance movie atheist. I'm just saying I'm not into it. 
it's fine that you are. I'm not. I'm not like saying that it's wrong to like those oh, right. movies. Can't so I we should just... have just said, oh, "I'm just not into Gummo. I don't want to finish watching." That's this what movie. you've said many times. I yes. was made to finish watching Gummo. You were not made to, and you will not watch Julian Donkey Boy with me. I still don't know what happens. I think it's dark. <laughs> I think it's very, very dark. You've you've got me to a point where I can't watch Julian Donkey Boy. <laughs> that's a so, that's a favor that I did for you. That's a public service. Okay, we are no longer quick reminder we have an audience we should address them now um, okay where was i chester cheetah modern chester cheetah has seen a lot he's older he's still alive which is great he's still a hipster he's at this uh construction site uh he's just chilling with the boom box these two human construction workers are dancing but then a third construction worker apparently their colleague that they don't like very much shows up at the door of this less than half built house and they stop the music immediately and they stop dancing and the guy's like were you guys dancing and they're like no and they close the door on him we don't know why they don't like this guy but they don't they're very exclusionary you guys having a party no nope Nope. Then they close the door on him, even though okay. there are no um. walls. Then they continue dancing and they continue eating their Cheetos. And it says, take a Cheetos break with Cheetos. Were you able to see his shoes in there, Genevieve? Yes, I got a good look at his white high tops. Yeah, they're white high tops. And, you know, they've pretty much been white high tops since the beginning. I was able to find this commercial. This is one of those early 90s animated commercials that I believe I referred to as a boing commercial uh, earlier in our conversation. Just a cheetah. I'm a cool daddy-o, rocking on the patio. When before my very eyes, I see cheese materialize. And my funky jive takes a dive for the cheese that goes crunch. He it's dies off a diving board to try to um, get some Cheetos that a sunbather is eating, but then he ends up overshooting and hitting a statue of some sort and hurting himself. Um, but even in this very different style of animation, even when he's a younger, cool cat, he's still got those white high tops on. Yes, he very they very they're committed to the look. He's got the I think he always has the red shorts. I guess not red shorts there, but he's always wearing the white. The white high tops. You're yeah, right. I think I maybe stumbled on one earlier today where the high tops weren't quite so high. Um, but still, I think that basically it's remained the same. What do you know, uh, you know, just from memory, Veeves, about Tumgis's footwear? Oh, gosh, I can't even think about what his I can't remember what his feet look like. Uh, I have no idea. Well, I think there's a reason for that. So Tumgus is the spokesmonster of the AMPM stores. Yes. Um, and he stands for too much good stuff because when you stop into an AMPM, yeah. there's just too much good stuff. And he's he looks sort of like a where the wild things are creature, but made out of food, out of uh, convenience store foods. Yeah, like his hands are big um, cinnabun, cinnamon buns, I believe. His nose is a hamburger. His giant beard. is is made of cheese puffs, his hair, his long hair, his red vines, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I wasn't sure, 
I couldn't picture his feet. And I was like, maybe they never show his feet, right? And so I ended up, and it turns out they did a little switcheroo on us, Genevieve, at oh, least really? for one commercial. I am on the website for a company called Legacy Effects right now, and they apparently are the um, creative firm that designed and built AMPM's Too Much Good Stuff mascot, Tumgus. And they have a, a, a gallery here of them creating Tumgus and so coming up with the idea. So they made a physical... They made an actual Tumgus. This isn't just digital. I think so. Wow. Or at least they this made is a some. Practical well, effect. they at least made some models. Okay. I can't say that for sure, but they at least it looks like made some models or made some mock-ups. I'm not. A, I'm not entirely sure. I didn't go deep into how this worked. It looks like there is some physical representation here in some of these behind-the-scenes photos, but in this one, which is a, an illustration, a mock-up, you see that his feet are made of candy bars. There are no actual shoes. It's just like it's kind of like sort of like he's got three big toes right, right? and they're kind of like candy bars sticking out um and i also found well i found a few things i found somebody's homemade etsy tumgus doll also had candy bars for feet <laughs> can i see that i don't i don't unfortunately have a link to that but i do have a link here to tumgus throwing out the first pitch at a dodgers game about five years ago i'll try to make this big so which is great like branding you know yeah. what i mean like that they got out there into dodger stadium um and they have justin turner behind the plate catching the first the ceremonial first pitch and here you can see that this you know Real life mascot version of Tumgus has those candy bars as feet, I believe. Is there any audio here? It's not really great audio. I don't understand how Tumgus was able to throw that with his big Cinnabon hands. I don't either. I don't know how he gripped the ball. I wonder if it was a Velcro situation and they just had to like throw it really hard to get it off the hand it or whatever. It got kind of over near the plate. I yeah, mean, it was, that's, that's pretty good. It was better than 50 cents first throw. By the way, I'm looking at this Etsy Tumgus doll, which is a, oh, you found it. Which is a knitted uh, representation of Tumgus. And it's pretty good it's like pretty accurate for a knitting knitted thing they want two hundred dollars for this thing yeah it's probably been listed there for quite some time i would i would think so i saw the original drawing it's got those feet we saw the etsy doll it's got those feet we saw tumgus in the wild at a baseball game and it's got those feet but in none of the commercials do they show the feet except for this one and by the way as i say it out loud i really sound like a perf all i was doing today is i spent hours looking for pictures of tumgus's feet which is kind of gross <laughs> if you think about it but here's a commercial a 30 second spot for ampm and they're calling themselves the crave venience store like you have a craving you go there and you have tumgus outside of an ampm and genevieve check this out AMPM more than convenience store. AMPM Cravenient store. That means fancy fresh brew coffee, no a fancy line. And Cravenient cookie fresh bake, just like your grandma. Thanks, Mima. Cookies. Ooh, thank you, Tungus. All natural sausage inspired song. Cravenient. That Cravenience. And free drink make visit even gooder. I don't have to let this commercial play anymore because it's not pleasant to the ears. But did you see what I peeped? Yeah, he was wearing like red tennis shoes with yellow laces. Yes. And, and his grandma soles. had the same shoes. Oh, I didn't notice that. I wasn't peeping grandma's feet. Um, and I wonder. Grandma looks like just is a Tumgus. Like, I guess all Tumguses are identical. 
except she has like a knitted hat on. I th- is that supposed to be a really bad wig? Is it just Tumgus wearing a very bad wig of a gray bun, I think? Oh, or a gray bun, yes. Yeah, okay. but it's over top of the red vine's hair, so it's basically like just Tumgus and cosplay with some glasses and that bun. Um, it was. I hope Tumgus isn't like, um, you know... Bates oh, Motel. Oh, Norman Bates. Yeah. Ooh. That'd be gross. Although we did just see them in the same shot. Yeah. So at least canonically, he's okay. But what do you think it is about not... Do you think it's too difficult to make those candy bar feet and put them in a commercial? Like, why did they put the shoes on? Because everything else only... is, is explicitly foodstuffs that can be made from, right. from, can be acquired at the AMPM. And in all the other commercials, they don't show the feet at all. And the yeah. one I could see, they put them in these, br- I, I want to say those are almost like brown shoes, yellow laces, blue but soles. But it's not because the, the one that throws out the first pitch has candy bar feet. Yeah, so I know. I think maybe they just decided it was a better look. Now, let me the ask you this. The candy bar feet are kind of like... Even for Tumgus, they're kind of chaotic. Makes you think about sucking down those candy bars. Yeah, and maybe like, don't put are... candy bars on the floor. Yeah, you know, that's, maybe that's, that's just something that they don't want you to see. Like maybe their candy bars already spend enough time on the floor. We don't need to like see it extra. Now, do you think AMPM released a huge press release when they put Tumgus's feet in different <laughs> shoes? Well, only if it made Tumgus more or less fuckable. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, for the record. Equally fuckable. Equal. <laughs> no change. <laughs> no change in my meter. <laughs> um, shall we talk about the Kool-Aid man? Let's talk about the Kool-Aid man. Let me see if I can remember yeah, can what you the picture Kool-Aid that? man's feet look like. I picture, I mean, gosh, you just think of the big, big picture. Mm-hmm. And I guess, does it have, does it have black? I don't even know what color its legs are. Does it have black legs? Well, interestingly, when you go back, and by the way, my apologies, these early Kool-Aid Man commercials are sonic death. Yeah. We've, in fact, I think we've played this exact one. It's like these, there's something about the audio quality of it and, and the intensity and these screeching children. This is just awful to listen to. I think we've played this one on the show before. It's a very early one. It's Kool-Aid Bank Robbers commercial from 1978. That makes absolutely no sense. We see two kids and an old-fashioned looking police officer or constable running into some warehouse and there's some mention of them chasing down bank robbers. And then the kids are in this warehouse and then suddenly the bank robbers come crashing through a door like in their car or something like that it's like 1940s i think era car i could be wrong about that and the officer says they found us and first of all i'm like wait a second were you chasing them or are they chasing you (laughs) what's going on there and then right as the the constable is starting to get really um, worried about the situation. It all moves very quickly, as you might expect. The Kool-Aid man comes barging through the wall to save the day somehow. I'm not sure why. All I know is this For the is... robbers or the cops? I don't even know. Okay. Chasing bank robbers makes me hot and thirsty. Let's get a drink. No time. They're here. Hey! Hey, you! Oh, yeah! Cool. 
Kool-Aid brand soft drink mix. So there it is. I don't know if you can see it very well, but no shoes. In fact, barely any feet, just a widening of the legs. Those aren't red shoes on top of the red legs? I don't think so, because I saw some others. Like these these Kool-Aid commercials, this is a real person inside of a Kool-Aid mascot outfit and it looks like they just blend and I saw some other ones too where he's like running down a hill and it would appear that there are no shoes at all in this incarnation. the, the The leg just sort of widens out into like a hoof. And by the way this warehouse I described is maybe more is of like Kool-Aid a... Is the Kool-Aid man a hoofed animal? <laughs> the, the hands aren't hoofed. The hands are not hooves. Would that That's be the true. only creature that has fingers on the top and hooves on the bottom? That would be interesting. So <laughs> I, what, what the legs look like are just like a red stump coming out of the bottom <laughs> of the Kool-Aid pitcher that, as Andrew says, sort of just widened to a, kind of like a, a wide hoof. Yeah, oof. Um, by the way, quick, I, I called this a warehouse, and maybe it's a chop shop or a garage of some sort, because the Kool-Aid man comes in and throws some tires around This is truly the most bonkers, the least coherent commercial we've talked about in a while. Why, yeah, the, the children are chasing robbers with, like, a Keystone Cop era yeah, cop. right. And then the... Then the cop is afraid because the robbers have found them. He says, they're here. It's like, wait, I thought you were chasing them. Well, who's chasing whom? Right. And if you're the voice of authority, like, good news. You're in the hideout just where you should be to catch them. Why does Kool-Aid need to save the day? Right. And then there's all kinds of, like, stunt work where, uh, for whatever reason, when Kool-Aid comes in the room... Uh, one of the bank robbers kind of like gets hoisted up by his suspenders and swung around the room. Yeah, like it's unclear. It's unclear. Who's operating it's that like thing. it's very like sort of depression era uh, kind of like styling, but the mm. children are dressed like modern eighties children, seventies, yeah, seventies yeah. children. Yeah, the whole thing is just like a big mess. Well, you know what's interesting is, and I'm just realizing this now, it's not the only commercial on my list today. Where somebody gets tires thrown around them, or at least thrown <laughs> at them. True story. Um, now let's let's fast forward in time a little bit. Here's the Kool Aid Man in a very '90s commercial. That for some reason, even um, I believe this commercial focuses on the footwear of the children as they're chilling in one of the kids' bedrooms. And we're gonna say these kids are like kind of like tweens or something, and they're hanging out in their bedroom, and the Kool Aid Man makes an appearance. He does have some footwear in this one. Mm. Bored. Yeah. Not when I'm around. Kool-Aid! Kids love my super fruity flavors. And you don't have to shell out a whole whack of dough for Kool-Aid. Still pennies a glass. Yeah, so being a mom isn't so hard after all. Okay, start watching, Jughead. Go! Everything's cool when Kool-Aid's around. You don't see much of it, but he's got... This is an animated version, just a horribly animated yeah, version of the kool Yeah, horribly animated man. and wildly different from what I think we can all agree is the classic Kool-Aid man, which is full... The body is the jug and just legs below the jug. Yet the mom calls him Jughead later. Well, in this one, he has a body. He has a cartoon oh, body. Oh, right, right. No, that is and true. And his yeah, head yeah, yeah. is just Sorry. the jug. And he's got like arms and legs and clothes and blue shoes. Mm-hmm. And he's got that '90s look of having a green T-shirt on, but yeah. then a yellow open I mean, like, he's shirt like Bart over Simpson. top of it. Yeah, does Bart Bart Simpson does not wear the 
open button-down shirt over the t-shirt though that was a look that i was very much i very much adopted in my youth yeah it was it's not it's not that bart wore the over shirt but bart keep in mind is a yellow character with a red shirt Mm -hmm. and blue shorts so these colors of red body yellow shirt blue shorts and green shirt and bart has a green uh green skateboard in this era of Uh bart so it's really looking at this picture of bart it's interesting that they like exactly picked up those same four colors. That's for, interesting. Uh, for Kool Aid Man. Now, are those the are those the how many primary colors are there? Uh, there's only three primary colors. Okay. Um, blue, yellow, and red. Okay, so I guess that kind of makes up the the main part of his color scheme, then, right? Yes. Um, I guess green is not a primary color. No, um, made of yellow and blue. Um, I was where was I recently? Where I forget where I was. I was I love I'm a huge eavesdropper um, and whenever I'm somewhere where I'm you know just sitting around people and and I hear someone's conversation I immediately just listen in Um, and somebody someone that I was eavesdropping on recently said I just don't understand how yellow and blue make green like it just doesn't make sense to me (laughs) and for and at first I was like sounds like a bar Maybe, but I it might have been like a hair salon or something. Mm. I can't remember. I was some some place where I was just kind of like, was it an opium den? Was it <laughs> no? It, it, these weren't, sort of these weren't. This wasn't like drunk talk or uh-huh. high talk. It was like it was some woman and she just or maybe it was like the the train. Maybe it was like the the light rail. Mm. Just some woman who like just couldn't understand how that makes sense. Like those two colors, like orange and. Or red and yellow make orange. Like, I think that kind of makes sense, right? They're two warm colors. Mm -hmm. They make orange. But something about the way blue and yellow combine to make green just, like, did not make intuitive Mm. sense to her. And Mm. at first I was like, you idiot. And then I was like, well, I kind of see it. Like, like even red and blue making purple makes more sense because you can sort of say. You can sort of see those two colors in, Mm -hmm. in purple. And, yeah, and it just was blowing her mind um i found an article here from 2013 this is from uh, milwaukee magazine for some reason and it's kool-aid man through the years because apparently back in 2013 um <laughs> the kool-aid company did release a press release saying that hey we're reimagining the kool-aid man again uh-huh. and it's funny i don't know if you remember this i think this was short sort of short-lived um but look he's like kind of a three-dimensional rendering of a, a kool-aid man this full body just again Uh but kind of translucent and then the face that is on it is first of all less defined but also like very kind of friendly and welcoming but a little bit worried don't you think it's it's sort of rudimentary it's pretty Mm jack-o'-lantern yeah jack-o'-lantern-y here um just a a big wide smile circle eyes circle nose and kind of like in in Interrogatory eyebrows. Yes, and a little bit more nuance to those eyebrows. According to Milwaukee Magazine, they say, Notice the eyebrows and mouth are now more expressive with a hint of gentle playfulness, which I like. <laughs> and then they actually go through and they show you the Kool-Aid man through the years, which I appreciate. The one that I think they reverted to um, these days is the is the one that Milwaukee Magazine refers to as the default, which is, again, an illustration Full body jug, but yellow open shirt over top of it, yeah. giving off teenage vibes. Blue and shorts. shorts on the legs, not shorts just on the legs, that, which sort of implies a waist. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, and like maybe not a full shoes. torso, but enough enough of something to hold up shorts versus 
the one that's just the jug that comes through the wall that's like a, a practical effect it it's just legs sticking out you couldn't put shorts on it without mm-hmm. bringing them up over the jug right exactly and of course that that version has tennis shoes again very very bart simpson i'd still say um and here in one of the earliest versions which was more of like a comic book rendering yeah. you see that uh he definitely does not wear any kind of shoes my kool-aid man is does not wear clothes he's all red Mm-hmm. And he's all he's mo- he's mostly jug. He's like ninety percent jug. Ninety <laughs> percent jug. That's how you ended up with me. Um, <laughs> I'll bet you you can imagine Mr. Peanuts uh, shoes. Uh, what are they like? Spats. He does. He wears black shoes yeah. with white spats. He's a formal guy. Here's a commercial from the mid nineteen seventies that I think is funny. We, I feel like lately we've come across several of these from the seventies where. The the company in question, usually like a McDonald's or a Burger King, in this case, a peanut company. Or um, in this planters, case, a peanut company. <laughs> makes up, invents for themselves a little jingle that is really hard to sing or say quickly. Sure. And then they go man on the street or in this Big case. Big Mac McDLT, a quarter pounder with some cheese filet of fish, a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a Happy Meal. This is the planters version of that. Okay. And in this case, it's not a man on the street. It's a peanut on the street. I really like this. It's literally somebody in... <laughs> a Mr. Peanut, um, again, mascot outfit going around with a microphone asking people to repeat this phrase, which did not take off. I don't think that you would have this one memorized in 2023, Genevieve. This feels so fake compared to those other ones that we've seen from Burger King and McDonald's. Mr. Peanut is asking people to say, please pass the planters because planters pleases three times fast. Please pass the planters because planters flat. It's not that hard. Please pass the planters because planters pleases. I had to stumble there, but these people make it seem so ridiculously difficult. Mr. Peanut is asking people to say, please pass the planters because planters pleases three times fast. Please pass the planters because planters pleases. Please pass the planters because... Patters, please. I will say they said three times fast. I don't think I could yeah. do it three times fast. Yes. It's just unremarked upon that one of the men on the street here is holding a chicken. He's he's a man on a farm, though. So we see like the first guy is a guy in a city, sort of. The next guy is a guy holding a chicken out on a farm. Oh, I see. Now we're going to be like inside. I'm getting sort of like kind of teacher vibes from this woman. It looks like there's maybe some uh, students' artwork behind her. Yeah. Please pass the planters because... Platters, peanuts are not only delicious, but they're packed with protein. That's why when it comes to snack foods, nothing pleases like platters. Please pass the platters, peanuts, please. And then at the very end, we see the animated version. I mean, so dapper. I mean, the most... It's, dapper spokes critter is Mr. Peanut, right? And you yeah. see the um, you see please the little the, spats. Please pass the planners because planners pleases. Please pass the planners because planners pleases. Please pass the planners because planners pleases. Not that hard. Not that hard. Would you win? Want some I peanuts? guess the bell. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, also, the latest Mr. Peanut commercial that I could find was the one that I've derided quite a bit over the past couple of years. This was the, not unlike the M&M's thing, only less about the culture wars. Um, 
couple of years ago leading up to the Super Bowl, we saw a commercial where Mr. Peanut is in a car with some human beings. I think famous actors who I can't recall right now. They drive their car over a cliff and then we hear, oh, my gosh, Mr. Peanut is dead. Mm -hmm. We're going to have the funeral during the Super Bowl. Peanut butter sandwiches. Right. And if you'll recall, I thought this was kind of interesting. The final version of the commercial for of this that was supposed to be this big funeral ended up being a 30 second commercial. I think it was originally supposed to be 60 and it doesn't make hardly any sense at all. <laughs> and I think that's because they were there was all this hand wringing because Kobe Bryant died right, right before the Super mean, Bowl. I don't mean to laugh, but it was just like, it's just like a weird thing. They're like, well, was, can we now do this huge funeral thing? Yes. And I think actually if they just had not said anything. Yeah. Enough time sort of passed that people wouldn't have been like and nobody would this have, peanut funeral is making me think of Kobe yeah like I think it was a stupid idea to begin with mm-hmm. and then it was the stupidity was compounded by the hand wringing for no reason and then they end up with this commercial that doesn't make sense you wasn't see, there like a pretty good chance that somebody I mean, yeah, I mean yes I mean yeah that was a specifically it was sports but it wasn't I mean this is a Super Bowl ad. it's not like he was a football player like could you not have anticipated that there's a pretty good chance someone important to American culture would die. I think the difference here, though, is this isn't a celebrity death of somebody who lived a very, very long life. It was incredibly it was tragic. Incredibly His tragic. Daughter. He was so young. Yeah. I mean, it was a different kind of national mourning. It was, but like, I still agree that that's ridiculous that they had to. It was so, they, they made a mistake. They by made a mistake from two. start to finish. Yeah, and this commercial did not make sense. So we see um, a we see like kind of a, a graveside scenario. Actually, you know who's in this is uh, the Kool Aid Man again. I believe we see some right. other famous spokes critters around, and I guess they're eulogizing Mister Peanut. But then I th- am I right about this? Let's watch this again. Like. Something happens where a little baby peanut is born yeah, and he's like, Groot. I'm back. Right. It's, it's kind of like a Groot, Groot thing. But does he come from the grave? They don't redig. They don't dig up the grave. Where does, does it the grow baby out of the grave? Oh, the, maybe the ba- it grows out that's, of the grave. That's equally gross. But then do you remember that before it talks, it starts making a, a dolphin sound? It's like a re- no. it's a joke that doesn't make any sense. We're all like, what the hell? Like the little baby grows out of the grave, and now it's a little baby talking peanut. And his Just first to that words, sentence. I know, the little baby grows, grows out, out of the, the grave. grave, and then they pick it up, and it goes. <laughs> Jesus and then it says, Christ. then it says, just kidding, I'm back. This is the stupidest. I just will <laughs> this, never get over. This thing just gets stupider with every bad, turn. With every word I say. Mr. Peanut, he spent his life bringing people together. I know he'd be happy that we are all together now. <laughs> oh, there's Matt Walsh. Yeah. Oh, I see. So because there's all these other iconic food like spokes critters we see um like the the peanut mobile is parked right in front of the wiener mobile mm-hmm. which is interesting we have um the kool-aid man there you had mr clean there yep. i don't know if you spotted anybody else and then the kool-aid man's tear mm-hmm. splashes onto the mound of peanut the peanut shaped mound of dirt right um and that's what waters the baby peanut to grow out of the grave i, I mean this thing just gets more macabre with Every wrinkle. Do you think, though, that the Kool-Aid man has magic tears? Do you think that he cries Kool-Aid? Is the is the baby peanut, baby Mr. Peanut, part Kool-Aid? That's interesting. Do you think the Kool-Aid man cries Kool-Aid and do plants resu- crave it? 
That's a got what plants crave. Um, yeah, I mean, is, does the Kool-Aid man's tears have the power to resurrect the dead? And if so, what other opportunities are there? Yeah, exactly. Although I hear they don't come back right. They don't come back right. What is happening? What is that? Is that a baby nut? Just kidding. I'm back. What? What? Hashtag baby nut. I'll bet you that was a great hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Is that was that really the hashtag? It's a hashtag baby nut. Oh my god. I mean, they, are they like? I feel like I'm being. I mean, I know this is old news. Obviously, this is from several years ago. But like, I had forgotten the truly bonkers quality of that whole camp, that whole thing, that whole stunt. We're going a little bit long here, and we've gone. And I love long. Matt Walsh so much, right? Like, he's yeah, one of my Matt. most yeah, favorite comedians. This, yeah. He's he's like a, such a, in a in Veep, which is full of incredible performances. He consistently makes me laugh. Um. And yet, I think if I could talk to Matt Walsh, I, all I would want to talk about is that commercial. <laughs> like, Matt, like, I'm not faulting you for getting paid by Big yeah. Peanut. That's obviously what you should be doing. But what, did you, what was your first reaction to but the like, script? Did you're, you have you're any a talented comedian. Yeah. Like, what did you think of all this? And right. he doesn't really have much to do. I don't, does he even have a line? Yeah, I think he had one line, although I don't recall. Um, I'm going to skip, because we've been going so long lately, I'm going to skip uh, Rice Krispies, Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Let's just say that throughout time, they've had pretty normal shoes. Okay. One of them wears a red outfit with red shoes. One of them wears blue pants with blue shoes. The other one wears brown pants with brown shoes. Oh, okay. So it just matches the... the I think so, yeah. First commercial was black and white, so I didn't notice that. I thought they all just wore black and gray shoes. Um, (laughs) Okay, let's move on. Oh, I want to know, though, do you um, remember, can you picture, because if you had quizzed me on this, I wouldn't have necessarily gotten it, but then it seems so obvious. What does the Energizer Bunny wear on his feet? Um, I feel like I have seen that recently. And I'll say this. It's been consistent through the years. Does he also wear high tops? He does not. No. Are they flip flops? Yes. Okay. And yeah, as I soon as you see it, it you're going to like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now you can be those blue, like very thin strapped yes. flip flops. And yeah. it's funny. Like I never really noticed that. Like, huh, I wonder why they decided to do that. I found what I believe to be the first Energizer Bunny commercial. If you'll recall, what they did was they started this commercial and this was such a brilliant campaign. Yeah. Um, We've talked about this ad before. Yeah, I think so. We, they just showed a bunch of toy bunny rabbits, right? And they're all playing their drums. Dot, 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 dot. Little drum bunny rabbits. But then one by one, they all die because their batteries die, but one keeps going and it's the Energizer Bunny and he's playing a different kind of drum. You know, he's wearing the the, the bass drum that is kind of sticking out and he's kind of got some sassitude, right? And he's got his flip flops. And then they say it just keeps going and going and then it fades to black and then it comes back and you think you're watching a different commercial. I can't remember which one, but then you think you're watching a commercial for some like sort of fancy chocolate or escargot, I think. And then all of a sudden the bunny keeps going through it again. Right. Yeah. And then once they established this for years, they would just make another commercial. You think you're watching a commercial for soda. You see somebody dancing around. Energizer bunny yeah, comes through. It's a great idea. And just keeps saying, and going, and going. And so I think this is... Although I would love to see a commercial for escargot. That would be... I can't remember. You'll, you'll hear why I said this. this is, I, I think it, he barges into some really fancy dinner where they're talking about 
the food and the wine being served. Let's just take a listen to this whole thing. Don't be fooled by commercials where one battery company's toy outlasts the others. The fact is, Energizer was never invited to their playoffs because nothing outlasts the Energizer. There are those footsies. Going and going. Stop the bunny, please. And going and go. The painting, Renoir. The vase, Ming. And the wine, Chateau Marmoset. One only the best. Like we said, nothing outlasts the Energizer. So I guess that's a fake commercial for wine, for uh, Marmoset. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, okay. So, I don't think that's a real wine. I think, no, I don't uh, think so. There's one that sounds like that. That's that's real, but that's not. The Chateau Marmoset is <laughs> like a, 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 a wine named after a rodent is uh, <laughs> be pretty bad. They keep going and going and going and going and going. Mm. I love the sound of the rain. And I love the taste of your fresh fruit coffee. Oh, thanks, but it's not fresh fruit. It's new Treka. Still going. Nothing outlasts the Energizer. They keep going and going. Such and a great going. commercial. So great. And one of the earlier ads, I think, to think about commercial tropes and and, and like have fun with them, you know, yep. like, I mean, Progressive does that all the time now. It's very common. But mm-hmm. um, I, I like those ads. He's still going, by the way. The he's gotten, he's gotten more and more kind of ana- like. Uh, sort of three dimensional, I think, and uh, and his and animate, you know, yeah. animated in the sense of having more range of motion. And they've kind of lost the parody aspect of yeah. these. Like this one here is, I think he's like he's in a room and he's like kind of dancing around. He's got way more, like you say, he's got way more fluid motion. He seems less like a toy now. Um, and I think this one is the batteries are so strong now that not only does he keep going, but he's bashing his drum in and bashing holes in it. And he's got a whole pile of bass drums that he's destroyed because he's so powerful now (laughs) get ready our most popular battery is even more powerful still has those flip-flops though yeah i like it and i'm it's funny that if you had asked me do you do you think you know what what footwear the energizer bunny wears i would have said no but then when i had to really think about it the foot, the flip flop did come to mind. It wasn't the first thing mm-hmm. I thought of, but yeah, I did think of it. Yeah, and then once you see it, you're like, of course, I've been seeing this for for half yeah. my life or more. Um, this next one is a Michelin commercial from, um, not it's 2011. So you know, just over a decade ago. Um, it's weird. So you know the Michelin Man, and we did a whole deep dive on the Michelin Man years ago. So yeah. actually, it, it came out of a, it was a French character, right. I believe, right? Right. Um, and that's why some of the thing. Bibido, he had a name. He had a French name, Bibido or something like that. Um, we call him the Michelin Man, and we never really stopped to contemplate what is he. He looks like you know the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man is kind of based on him, big white round thing, and I guess it's inspired by a stack of white tires. Yeah, we're unfamiliar with white tires. Yes, in the, our day and white age, white tires have gone the way of the dodo, but he remains right. And so in this commercial, and this is a very highly animated commercial. Um, the setup is that there's an evil gas pump and the gas pump is sucking all the life and money out of this community. And it's sort of set up like a, a Godzilla versus Mothra kind of fight in the streets, right? Yeah. And this gas pump is destroying everything. But then the Michelin man comes to save the day because Michelin tires can save 
gas by being by making your car more efficient as it goes down the road. There was a town held captive by an evil gas pump. It fed on people's hard-earned money. But along came the Michelin Man, who reminded them the right tire changes everything. The Michelin Man starts pulling tires out of his abdomen Notably, and throwing they're black it. Tires. The, the outside that we see is white, but they're black when you see kind of the inside of his guts, I guess. Yeah. And what's interesting is, I would have assumed he was shoeless, but he is not shoeless. He's got kind of white boots on. Is that how you would describe these? Boots or white high tops. I'm not exactly sure. Here it comes again. Who reminded them the right tire changes Maybe they are more like a white moon boot. I'm getting a boot vibe from it because I do think that high top signal kind of a specific thing which is yeah see there, there's another shot of them I'm, I'm gonna go with boots on this one yeah um because high tops really there's a sense of coolness about yeah, them or youth and, and they're maybe sporty and um yeah i think i mean these are shoes that are meant to be they're meant to sort of blend seamlessly with his whole like white inflated looking vibe can you picture the shoes of the jolly green giant yes they are um like a kind of a a crude thong, right? I don't know what those words mean or word. Well, like a sort of like a. a would you say? I said like a crude thong. Thong uh, is another. Oh, a crude thong. Oh, yeah. kind of like weird. Uh, no, um, there. I, th- I thought you were saying something in French. I literally did. I thought you were saying is is like a, a crude thong. Um, <laughs> okay. They are these little bootlets. That have little leaves, kind oh. of. They're almost like beetles boots that only come up to the ankles. Right, sort they're of. sort of like um, kind of uh, uh, buckskin, like soft. Only they're green. You'd assume but, that they're made yeah. of vegetation of some right. Sort. But if you yeah. were to make them out of leather, they'd be kind of like a soft buckskin, almost like a high high ankle, like a high top moccasin. It's hard to get good shots of them in the early commercials. I was picturing more like for, sort of like a caveman style. Uh, um, like flip flop, but yeah, no. Now I can picture what you mean. Even in the earliest commercials from the 1960s, you don't really see much of him. You sort of forget, even though he's got his the name recognition. It's that little character of Sprout, yeah, that for most of the years was doing the talking in these commercials and, and sort of making the sales pitch. Um, but here's a more modern one, like kind of again 3D animation of a jolly green giant. The, it's a little bit uncanny valley, I would say. And in this one, he makes um. Snow angels, and so you get a really good look at these boots. So this is the modern Jolly Green Giant. The Green Giant is on a mission to help families eat more veggies with his delicious line of riced veggies. His other mission? Perfecting the world's largest snow angel. Swapping Green Giant. Those are bigger boots than you used to see in the logo. Those okay. went up they're pretty high. They're sort of high. elfin, too. They've got a yes, pointy elfin. toe. Yes, elfin. Yes, yes. And they're green, of course. That's great. Have they dropped Jolly, or was did, was have we stopped saying he's the Jolly Green Giant? He's just the Green Giant now? Now that you say that, I feel like that was something that what a press release came out with. Jolly's become bad? I think the brand was always Green Giant, uh-huh. and they called the character Jolly Green Giant. Could right. totally be wrong about that, but I think it was always Green Giant brand. Right, but they referred brand. to him specifically in this commercial as Green Giant. As Green Giant, not the Jolly Green Giant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not why sure. Not, why not Jolly? Now, this is for, I don't know if there's a lot of you out there, but if there are, I want you to be seen. Mm-hmm. There is one more in this modern incarnation, Jolly Green Giant or Green Giant commercial, where you want to know what's going on under those boots. Maybe you like Green Giant's feet. 
good news. In this one, you can see his tootsies because he's taken off his boots and he's playing in some body of water somewhere. And you see a if you need giant to, toes. If you need to pause the podcast and take it to somewhere more private, uh-huh. feel free. Exactly. What do you think about that big uh, shoe shot there? I'm fine with it. Or not it. shoe shot, I should say. Toe shot. Foot, yeah, toe shot. Uh, as yeah, it, it's the money shot. It kind of comes down at the camera. Yeah, how are you doing? I, well, I'm, 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 I'm okay. But what I think is weird about this it. is- I am I not a foot guy myself. What I think is interesting is I saw this and I put this in here as kind of a joke, like, oh, for, you know, you feet lovers out there. But then at the end of this very short commercial, again, you see him. He's a giant, literally a giant yeah. in a lake that is like, you know, to scale of us humans. So he looks like he's kind of wading in a big puddle or something. There's even a boat on the lake. But after I was sort of joking in my head about seeing his feet and sexualizing him, he then looks down and starts admiring his own, I don't know, le- his his legs. He starts admiring <laughs> his own calves, and you can hear the voiceover nod to that. Line of veggie swap-ins. He's also psyched those jump squats have finally paid off. Try new green jump. Little weird, right? Yeah, yeah. He looks at his calf like it's, it's and it kind of you see some sin, like some some muscles. Yeah, in some there. definition. Yeah. Uh, just for the record, Good for you, Jelly Green Giant, Tony the Tiger, Toucan Sam, Pillsbury Doughboy, Gecko Geico. Yeah, barefoot. no shoes. Barefoot. Can't pick. Couldn't couldn't find shoes. Couldn't in find any of shoes. Them. Like couldn't see their feet or barefoot. I think. Let me look at this list again. I, mean, I know pretty, we've seen the geckos. Tony feet. the Tiger. You know, I, I checked it out. T- Tony the Tiger. No shoes, Toucan Sam, bird. Hard Birds to, have bird feet. It's hard you know, to put yeah. shoes on a bird. Pillsbury Doughboy, just, it's all just, it's, you know, it's a bend in the leg. Yeah. You know, and the gecko Geico does have like three little weird lizard toes. I mean, I don't, weird. I mean, I don't know. He's a lizard. I mean, that's normal Living. for him. <laughs> Living. Living. All right, let's talk about some of these commercials that I found on my old VHS videotapes that I picked up at a garage sale uh, this summer. Um, Do you remember I talked about one of these commercials was for Idaho Potatoes a few weeks back, Genevieve, and they they featured a like a young rodeo champion. Yes, um, a young woman, a young girl. A young girl. Her name was Annie, but they also mentioned like her last name in it. Here, I can just play the commercial for you. I think it was pretty short. Outside of Idaho, you probably wouldn't know about Annie Rozier's Junior Rodeo Championship. Nope. Seems in Idaho we're famous for just one thing. So if you want a great tasting potato, just look for the grown in Idaho seal. I'm still not exactly sure what the sale, the sell is there, other right. than I guess they're saying, hey, listen, we're not big fancy city folk. Yeah. We keep to our own, but you like our potatoes. Yeah, and we we're have people who live here you. and have full lives, but who cares? We know you don't. Right. City slickers. And that's fine. We Eat want your it that potatoes. way. We want it that way. We don't. Yeah, don't we like stay it that where way. you are. In the big city. But do keep buying our potatoes. But keep buying our potatoes. Anyway, out of curiosity, because I'm we like, okay. We export two things from Idaho. Potatoes and, and pa- racism. Oh, I think I say patriotism. No. Um, Come so. on. Sorry, Idahoans, but you know it's probably true. I'm saying that I, I'm a Georgian. Same thing. Um, so Annie Rozier is the name there. And I'm like, wow, this little girl, like, there is a chance that they were actually, they said, hey, let's take a kid from a rodeo championship, you know, and like, let's spotlight her. 
I couldn't find an Rozier could be spelled many different yes. ways, but I tried looking up is does Annie Rozier exist? I couldn't find anything regarding an Annie Rozier who was a young rodeo champion. OK, OK. But that brings us to this commercial, which I've played for you before. This is a pedigree commercial um, where and I, I believe I mentioned this to you off air. I thought this was interesting. I think it's from 1995. I got it off of a 1995 videotape and we see a woman and she's got her pugs on her lap, her little dogs. Right. And she is uh, labeled as Dr. Christine Dresser, a veterinarian and top breeder of champion pugs. And she is advertising pedigree. I think I showed this to you because um, I was noticing how in the 90s, there was a certain kind of fashion in the 90s that made people look a little bit older than they were. And I kind of watched this a couple of times. She's actually quite a young woman there. I mean, she's a vet. She's a doctor. So she's not a child, but she's a. Uh, yeah. Sh so take a listen to this. Pedigree's come out with a new dog food made specially for my little champions and anybody else who has small dogs. Dr. Christine Dresser, veterinarian and top breeder of champion pugs. Small dogs deserve special food. Digestibility is very important. The new Pedigree Little Champions comes in a wide variety of flavors, and all the beef in Little Champions has gone through the USDA inspection process. The proteins contained are high quality, and they're the building blocks for good nutrition. They like good food, just like their mom does. Pedigree, developed with vets, recommended by top breeders. Dr. Christine Dresser. So, I was, you know where this is going. I'm like, does this person actually exist, right? <laughs> right. And so I didn't even type in pug. I just typed in Dr. Christine Dresser or maybe Christine Dresser. And I found like some website. It's not even, it's like infodog.com or something. And they're listing like the Dayton Kennel Club's I don't know, competitors Is from Dayton, Ohio. I, I think so. November of 2006. And I just like her, when I searched her name, I saw that she was one of the contestants, I believe one of the winners. And it was in the pug category. Perfect. And I was like, she's truly a this pug has lover. Gotta be her. Yeah. She's still, you know, at least as far as 2006 is concerned, was still competing yeah. as somebody. Um, here it is here. Like um, it says dress circle, Tommy gun. I don't know what that means. Maybe they dressed the dogs up. It seems like yeah. it. the other ones in this uh, category are Applewoods, an apple a day, double D's and D. Uh, and Freedom's Black Magic. These must be names of the dogs. Maybe they're the names of the dogs. Because like, don't don't um, like show dogs always have like cuckoo names because they're combinations. Yeah, they're kind of like and horses. it's like and and they like to be registered with the AKC, you've got to have like names that like have no one has ever had before. It's like being in a member of SAG. Oh uh, right, that's why uh, David Bowie had to change his name. Um, David Jones was his original name. And there was already, already Davy Jones. Jones yeah. yeah, I don't think that's a SAG issue, but still. <laughs> anyway, so I was kind of excited to see that. But then Genevieve, I was especially excited to see. So it says owner, Christine Dresser of Medina, Ohio. Your hometown. I grew up in Medina, Ohio. I grew up in Valley City, which is in Medina County. But I mean, we're like talking, you know, like an hour outside of Cleveland. Right, you know, yeah. like Medina, Ohio, not making a lot of headlines. I mean, sure, Valley City is frog jump cap. Capital of the nation. Yeah, I thought but... it was the world. I was wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> I recently found out it was the nation. I was kind of bummed. I wonder bummed. what the world capital <laughs> I, is. I, I know. I'm really bummed about that. Anyway, I was pretty excited about that. 
And then I like the next result was a headline from a local newspaper. It said Richfield veterinarians don't let pet care skip a beat. And this was an article about pet care during COVID. This was just from December of 2020. Okay. And the article mentions Dr. Christine Dresser built her Cuyahoga Valley Veterinary Clinic in Brexville or on Brexville Road in 2003 and quickly began offering wellness and various services, right? I'm not going to read this whole thing. I'm right, but stumbling you know over my do. words. Yes, exactly. And so this is an article that features a couple of local vets in the Medina area who are talking about how they're making it their way through the COVID pandemic. This is December of 2020. Things were pretty new and raw then, right? Yeah, yeah. Very, very shut down. And then it, it was crazy hard to get vet care during the yes. pandemic because a the the restrictions about being in spaces with people was was so were so um you know restrictive also like everyone and their brother went out and got a pet so like right. everybody yep. needed their their dog or their cat to get their its initial shots and its vet care and all that and i'm stuff. guessing that december is maybe when things just started to slowly crack open a tiny bit for essential services right. like vet care you know um and it does mention it says that she built her cuyahoga valley veterinary clinic and so i'm like well what if I Google that? <laughs> and so I do. And now suddenly I am on the website for the clinic that Dr. Christine Dresser, who I saw in a commercial with her pugs from 1995, I am on their website and there she is. And let me see if I can scroll down and get a, a picture of her. And again, this kind of goes back to the fact that she was very young, I think, especially to be that accomplished yeah. back in 1995. And I know the audience oh, can't see great. this, but yeah. there she is today, Dr. Christine Dresser. And she's holding a, a dog there. The whole thing is just absolutely adorable. It's got her background. It's interesting. It doesn't mention the commercial. And then I found a contact page. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I knew you were going to not like this part of the story. I couldn't help it. I'm like, what did you, what did you, what couldn't you help? I couldn't help wanting to see if this person wants to connect or wants to see her old commercial. I'm sure she's seen her old commercial. She probably has a tape of it. So I wrote to the public address. Okay. Hi there. My name is Andrew Walsh and I host a podcast about TV commercials called After These Messages. I love it when they say the name of the podcast in the podcast. <laughs> I also digitize old commercials from random VHS tapes that I find at garage sales. I recently came across So this. far, am I not the sexiest guy <laughs> I've ever heard I'm of? I'm not. This isn't Tinder. Don't make it gross. <laughs> I wrote, I recently came across this pedigree commercial from 1995 with Dr. Dresser in it. I'm sure Dr. Dresser already has copies of this ad, but just in case, I wanted to send it along. Included a link. Okay. I said, I hope this sparks some fond memories. Andrew. P.S. I live in Seattle now, but totally coincidentally, I grew up in Medina, specifically Valley City. Okay, yeah. What do you think? That's nice. Am I a creeper? Am I weird? No, it's it's nice. Is it nice? It's nice. That I got an email back almost immediately <laughs> from Dr. Christine Dresser. She responded the same with the same alacrity that I responded when I got an email from uh, a current now now no longer this is a few years ago a, a student at my high school who worked on my high school newspaper who came across my old op-eds from when I was an editor 
and wanted to interview me, and I couldn't respond fast enough. She responded maybe about an hour later. Let me see. I sent mine at three. No, no. It was like within within a half hour. She responded. She wrote, hi, from Medina. It was very kind of you to send a copy of this commercial along. I actually did three commercials for Pedigree and one infomercial. I would, <laughs> Genevieve... I was thinking about them the other day and the fact that they are on VHS tapes. I figured I would never see them again. Whoa, that's cool. So it she, was a fun trip down memory have lane. Access to them. Yes. That's so I great. love this connection. And I, I hope it's okay for me to read this. It's a little bit um I think she was typing quickly and I didn't I, I think there's some insider information here. I hope it's okay to share. <laughs> she says, I still have my pugs and I still favor the black ones. When they asked me to do the second commercial, they said, you can bring those fawn ones, which I assume is like an, kind of a tan, a tan or color. And I think it's easier to shoot. She yeah. doesn't mention that, but like a pure black pug is going to like do things with the contrast and everything. Um, I told them to get some better lighting because I don't go anywhere without my black pugs. Aww. One of the other commercials featured some... Black dogs are harder to adopt because they don't photograph as well, as was one of the reasons. Uh, and because they're, it's harder for people to see their, the, the expressiveness exactly, of their faces. Right. Um, she says, one of the commercials featured some of the other toy breeds that my mom and I were active in, including a toy Manchester, a uh, Pekingese, and an Affenpincher? Along with the pugs, I don't think I'm saying that right. Sorry, Ethan um, Pincher. And then she, um, and then she, she said, "Here's my personal email address. If you ever uh, need to be in touch, thank you again for sending this. So That's I will be nice. on the lookout for more of these commercials. And that one that I uploaded too, I was having some issues at the time with um, whatever my system, and it's kind of blown out and too bright. So I, if I come across a, a, that again, I'll re-import it and and kind of fix those lighting issues. Um, that's why I was shouting from the top of the yeah, stairs. Yeah, that is really great. I opened up my phone and Dr. Christine Dresser, like a like a a, a voice from a past that I didn't even live, <laughs> was writing to me. I know it sounds so. I mean, she's just a normal person who's yeah. like was featured in a commercial because she's a breeder and is now just running a nice uh you know vet clinic a vet clinic in Ohio. But like I do love all of the story. coincidences, yeah. and she's like, oh, I was just thinking about this the other day and how I'll never see them because they're on VHS. That's really great. I ah. <laughs> <laughs> what a life. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, Genevieve. This brings us to a lawsuit. Do you remember when we were going through a little phase where, where we were featuring commercials of toys that seemed overly gross? It seemed like... So many toys these days are about farting or pooping. Yes. Or yes, I do remember snotting, that. whatever. Yeah, gross. And, and one of them was My Poopy Slime Surprise, which is one my of these. My Poopsie Slime Surprise. My Poopsie Slime Surprise. And it's, it seems to be really, um, it's one of those little small toys that seems to be really targeted towards like the unboxing culture. Yes. They're not very big little dolls, but you fill them with some sort of liquid, then they poop it out, or in Ugh. some cases throw, throw it up out of their mouth, and then it becomes... Then it becomes like more of a, a slime, more of like a silly putty, right. and then you put it in little whatever. It's I watched some unboxing video about it that yeah, took it's years off of my life horrifying. today. Um, but this was not a TV commercial. This was more of a viral video they made um, to advertise these things, and it shows some animated versions, much more elaborate than they yes. are in real life. And we've talked about this. We yes, talked about this song exactly, and they made this video to kind of. Buzz. All right, poopsie slime surprise. My poops, my poops, my poops. 
is, I thought she was really something about a fart. I think Jacob's she, ladder. I, what did she say? I don't know, I, I but don't I really, a, and I don't, I don't like to. I'm not a big supporter of the death penalty, but in this one case, <laughs> can civil litigation lead to the death penalty? Well, I mean, I, mean, I think it's time to break maybe new in ground. Georgia. <laughs> anyway, I think you guys all You're see where I'm, of <laughs> where I'm going with this. Listener Jessica said, uh, "BMG, the music company, is suing that pooping unicorn for ripping off my." We talked humps. about how it was a. We thought it was. I mean, how it was obviously a parody of my humps. Right, and I think like you know there, and I don't know. As you can tell from the music I play on the show, I choose to ignore a lot of copyright law. Um, But I think that, um, you know, there's people always say, well, it's a parody. You can you don't need permission. But like it that parody law does not apply if you're literally using it to sell a product. Yeah, no, I, I. That's true, and I think you know that they'll argue it's parody um, and intended, and and maybe because it's, you know. The line, the the blurriness between what is entertainment and what is commerce is is going to be interesting. I mean, I'll be really interested to follow this story. I, I mean, they'll probably just settle, but um, it'll be interesting to see if it if it did go uh, to any kind of like into any kind of litigation. It'll like, go to a settlement. I'm I mean, quite I, sure I'm sure it. it'll settle, but it would be interesting to see how it would play out in a court because. I think you. I think both sides have a case to make. Really? What's the? I don't think you can just take somebody else's music and sell something off of it. But what are they selling here? They're just doing a. They're just doing a little video. Oh, you're saying because there isn't an actual ask. right now. We obviously know that it's right. it's marketing, but that's what I'm saying about the the blurriness in the in commerce. Like, what is commerce and what is art? Like, what was the Transformers um, cartoon show? Was that commerce or was that? entertainment right you know commerce, I, mean, I think but it was just a, it was just a saturday morning cartoon it was a cartoon that had uh it was a commercial that had commercials embedded in it yeah, yeah. but do you see what i'm saying yeah. like there there are some very blurry lines when commerce become when commerce uses uh entertainment as a form of marketing it's funny you keep on saying blurry lines because i mean that's that was also very a apt, song. an apt uh <laughs> phrasing yeah um just for a little clarification about something I'm about to play for you guys, I also host another podcast called Spotless, which is about cleaning. Yeah. And I was talking on that show about lemon lime cleaners, and I made a reference to Sprite. That's important information. Okay. Head council, it's jingle time. Hi, it's Anna from Seattle. So this is a crossover spotless ATM uh, message because on spotless this week you were talking about lemon lime and how it's limon and then you talked about how Sprite used that in the 80s and it was like the half lemon, half lime. And I was out jogging when I was listening to that and now I can't get the early 80s Sprite theme out of my head, which was, it's, it's very silly. And sorry, I've had a cold, so <clears throat> forgive me. You're something special. You're reaching for more, trying to do things better than before. And when you're thirsty, it's bright. You're reaching for the taste of lime and lime, and it's the reason why there is more in Sprite to refresh and satisfy. When you're reaching for more. Reach for Sprite when you're reaching for more. Reach for Sprite. Okay, maybe I'll put that on the uh, one of those ads on the Facebook page because yeah, I'm kind of hoarse still. 
Anyway, thanks. Love the show. Yeah, like, I wish, oh, sorry. I, I, wish I sang that be... well when I wasn't horse. <laughs> I know. That's what I was going to say, right? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you win yourself a Kmart brooch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, Anna was one of the winners of our uh, Kmart jingle competition that's from right, last that's year. Right. Yeah. Well, that it was amazing. And I'm so amazed that she remember. I don't remember that jingle at all. And she remembered it, you know, flawlessly. I want to hear this original jingle. Yeah, here it is. And, and I didn't even have to look it up because I went to the Facebook page and grabbed this. This is from 1981. You're someone special. You're reaching for more. Trying to do things better than before. And when you're thirsty, it's right for reaching for. The taste of lime and lime is the reason why there is more in Sprite to refresh and It's interesting. The visuals there are of a girl, I think a teenage girl, right? And she's yeah. playing basketball by herself uh, out she, on she a... She keeps trying to do this one shot, and I don't know enough about basketball mm-hmm. to c- tell you what kind of shot it is, but it's a very specific move where she like... Is that like a layup where she like jumps up with one hand and, and tips it in? I think so. I also don't know basketball, but it looked like a layup. Um, and she's like kind of on on like a playground court or whatever, yeah, like just, a, a blacktop just court. Just solo just practicing, practicing, just like over and over. And then she drinks her Sprite. And then we see her on presumably the high school basketball team. And she, she nails the shot. They're tied and she nails the spot. I think it's pretty cool that that was aimed at uh, or at least, in, you know, was was featuring a female athlete. Yeah, a young I agree. Female athlete at the time, um, and also, I, I who sung it better? I mean, up I, for debate. Up I for say, debate. I think it's a it's a draw. I know, yeah. Anna. Thank you, Anna. Was... Awesome job as always. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Sneaking in here under 90 minutes I was going to say, I have a feeling this was another long one, but I had a really good time. Thank you for that walk down shoe tree alley. Oh, my God. Would you say that we were shoegazing a little bit too much today? <laughs> Well, sh- possible show title. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Genevieve, I've spoken too much today. Why don't you let people know how they can get a hold of us? You can call us. Uh, be like Anna. Call us at 607-444-5597. You can email us at after these messages show at gmail. Visit us on the Facebook group. Visit us on the YouTube page. Uh, there's so many ways to get in touch with us, and they are all equally valid. So whatever floats your boat, that's how you should talk to us. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. No scruples, cool man, ice cream, scooping it. You can sell.